Welcome to the Encourage Her Community Podcast. I'm Joe, your co-host here at Encourage Her. Welcome to the community. We are women who choose to encourage. In a world full of critics, we need more encouragers. Let's get some encouragement today. Happy Monday. All righty. Good morning, Encourage Our Community podcast. Welcome back. Happy Monday. It's Joe, your co-host here at the Encourage Our podcast. I say co-host, and as you know, a few weeks ago, Sarah um, has sort of stepped down from her position as co-host, but what's neat about um, the idea of co-hosting is before Sarah was my co-host, I always said co-host because I don't believe I do this podcast alone. I believe that the Holy Spirit is with me. So I am still (laughs) co-hosting the Encourager podcast here with the Holy Spirit. And we are back with our second session of What's Got Up To series. Again, as a reminder, if you didn't catch last week's episode with Lucille um, Duca, it's just a series where we share stories. We love hearing people's stories. We love hearing how God is moving And we don't always get to hear the intricacies of how he works in people's lives. So any chance we get, we want to share real life stories of our real God working in real time. So today we have another guest for session two. And before we begin, let me just open us up in prayer. Dear Lord, thank you so much for, um, as always, technology, the ability to share, the freedom to share, Lord. And just thank you for all you're doing in the seen and the unseen. This is just a a little snippet of what you're doing, Lord. And we're just so grateful for the opportunity to share it with the community and just pray that it stirs and moves a heart that it maybe fosters connections in whatever way you'd see fit in your name. Amen. All right. So today we have Sue Takamoto. Am I saying that correctly? Perfect. Awesome. Welcome, Sue. Thank you. I love being here. Yay. I'm so happy you said yes. I met Sue, I guess it was only two years ago. Is that right? I think maybe three years ago. Yeah. Yeah, COVID kind of makes it weird. Um, A couple of years ago, and she is connected to Fellowship Community Church. I met her through her sister, Allison, um, who goes to our church as well. And she has spoken at women's events for us before. um, And I just rekindled with her just for like a moment, a second, um, at a conference recently. And then just like that, the way that God works, sometimes he's quick. He just put it right in my spirit. Like it's Sue. It's like, wow. Okay. I haven't even really reconnected with her yet, Lord. So I'm just excited to reconnect a little bit, hear what's going on in your life. And would you like to share, um, Sue, a little bit about yourself so the community can get to know you a little bit? Sure. Thanks, Joanne. Uh, My husband and I have been serving in Japan as missionaries for 21 plus years, I think now. Um, We adopted our four children there and had a chance three years ago when we were back and we're plugging into FCC. Pastor Mark interviewed us for a video and we shared a little bit more then um, in front of the church about what our ministry is. But the real short version is God called us to move to Northeast Japan about 10 years ago, right after the huge earthquake and tsunami that hit that region. And we moved into the area that was uh, really badly damaged and began working with people, uh, planning a church, sharing hope in Jesus. And 
God put the local women on my heart and we started a social enterprise for them where we started making jewelry from the pottery that was left in the wake of the tsunami. And that's called Nozomi Project. Um, And it's been what has caught my heart and my main ministry focus the last 10 years. So we have been there um, and doing that for, yeah, quite a long season now. So that's incredible. And that is where, is that the Kinstugi? Is that the form of art that it would it, be considered? Um, it's really similar to that because it's taking what's broken and making it beautiful. And that's our, our motto is beauty and brokenness. Um, but instead of putting gold into the broken ceramics, we're taking the ceramics and our team of women They'll cut it and they grind it down and they make it either by shape into jewelry or putting it into um, into frames. So like this is just a real simple one or these earrings, but um, there's all different styles, but they're they're using the broken pottery to make it beautiful. I love it. So absolutely incredible. So um as I was gonna, I was gonna mention at the end of the podcast, but I want to remind listeners now that if you want to learn more about the Nozomi Project, you can look in the show notes of the show and learn more because right there we could do a whole series of podcasts on what you're doing over there. It's just absolutely incredible. Um, and to go along with our series here, um, Sue, we would just love to hear just hear an update on what is God up to right now. Um, before I have you begin, I'm going to go let my dog in because she's going to bark the whole time you tell your beautiful story. <laughs> and this is real time. So hold on one moment. Bear go with ahead. Me. Let my dog in. Listeners, stay tuned. One sec. We have a dog in Japan, so I can relate to dogs and barking when you don't want them to. Do we get to see your dog? Oh, let's see. Hold on. Let me see. Wow, we all want to see your dog. She's cute, but she's stubborn. Look, she wouldn't go inside before I started recording. And now she will. She's funny one. All right. I didn't want to ruin your beautiful moments. I was waiting until we had a moment. (laughs) Listeners that are listening on audio, thank you for being patient. So, Sue, let's switch up a little bit. There's the big question, right? What is God up to? What would you like to share with us today about what God's up to in your life? Yeah, thanks. Um, You kind of hit me with this question in a season where that's our big question too. And so even thinking about that question this week has been really good. And I think my husband, Eric, and I are, um, we're a bit reeling right now, to be honest, Um, Eric shared recently in front of some friends, he said, this is the first time where I can't, I don't know what's next, where we really can't say for sure this is where we're headed. Um, We came back from Japan two months, three months ago now, and we were just going to do a short two-month assignment. Um, But it's been kind of one of those seasons full of surprises that weren't all expected or weren't all welcomed. Mm. And so it's always when we have those kind of surprises in our life, that's the best question is, God, what are you up to? Because as women of faith, we know that God is up to something. We know that God is present, but um, looking for him, listening for him, finding him is just such um, an important thing that we 
pay attention to in those places. And it doesn't come naturally to me at least. So um, yeah, so we, uh, right before coming back, well, I say the last two years, we've had struggles with, we have four teenagers, our kids in September, they range from 13 to 19. So for this short season, we have four teenagers. And I think the teen years of parenting, we had crazy years when they were little, but teen years have been much harder than I believed my older mom friends um, would be. And it's, we've had some real hard times in the last two years. Um, And there was a time back in June where one of our kids had a crisis. And in that place, I realized I can't continue managing, directing the Nozomi project and really focusing on the needs of our family um, and doing them both well. I was, I felt like I wasn't doing either one well at the time. And so began to just um, talk to our team in Japan that I need to pull away from that. And we began praying to find a director. Um, that's That still is ongoing. There's no solutions yet, except that God was maybe loosening my heart and preparing me to be able to let go of what I could see and what I knew in order to kind of leap into something that we didn't know. But I felt like that was just God in the background, preparing us step by step and showing us little pieces. And as we were preparing to come back, we chose a verse. It's from the Old Testament, and it's an old translation from Proverbs 4.12. And it says, as you go step by step, I will open up the way before you. Mm. And it felt like a good verse. I didn't realize how much we were going to need it. But the first part of our home assignment was a lifelong trip that we had been planning for a few years. And we had saved all of our mileage and we saved our COVID money that we got from the government. And we flew to Europe. My oldest son is in Japan. So he flew in medicine Europe and we were going to go on a one week cruise for our 25th anniversary. And kind of before all of our kids leave the home, we had wanted to do this. And the day before the cruise, our two daughters got COVID while we were just, just landed in Italy and they got COVID. Oh my. It was like, and you're in Italy already. And we were in Italy. Oh, wow. And it was my biggest fear. And it was so interesting because there are many worse things that can happen than getting COVID in Italy. But I, I was like, wow, what do we do? So we had to cancel our cruise and we had to quarantine in Italy for a week. And in the end, we decided if you're going to quarantine with COVID anywhere, Italy is the best place. So uh, <laughs> there were some plus sides. We ended up all getting it. Um, so we had to stay a little bit even longer than we expected, um, and then came back, but that sort of started this home assignment of surprises and things that we, we didn't expect. Um, and there was a Psalm, I, I didn't write it down, but I think it's Psalm 37, the Lord answered me of all of my fears. And it was interesting, like, For a year, I'd prayed we wouldn't get COVID before this cruise, and we got COVID before the cruise. Mm. But in that place, God was present with me in my fears. And 
He doesn't say, I'm going to relieve you or I'm going to save you from all of your fears, but he promises to be present with us in all of our fears. And it was just, it was a really beautiful promise from Jesus in this place of my disappointment. And it was, I feel like it was a really neat bonding time for our family. Mm. We are in this place. We don't know the language, but we're going to do this together. And we had really good gelato and <laughs> we were able to recover, but we came back and came to here at Cedar Lanes, the missionary housing about a half an hour from FCC and um, have, we were settling in here and we had, we hit some medical issues in our family and we were in meetings with our mission and they said, you know, looking at where you guys are at and the challenges in the community we're at in Japan to get good medical care. Mm. We kind of came to this agreement that we couldn't go back as we expected, but needed to spend at least three or so more months here. So we had to kind of scramble to get people to watch our pets back in Japan and to continue Nozomi without me and our team of church planters. We couldn't start our small group. It was sort of like all of us were reeling, but we recognized that that was God's hand. That's what God was saying. We had to care for our family in this season. And this is really the best place to do it. Um, And so we were homeschooling our youngest two kids and it meant they couldn't be in the classroom that we had them meet with back in Japan. And a friend said, Sue, maybe you could get them into King's Christian. And so we went the next day, took a tour and they are in King's Christian school right now for the next three months. I have no idea. And my kids, for the listeners, that's the school my kids go to. That's why I saw your name. I saw your name on an email and I said, I'm pretty sure she's there. So that's wild. Yeah. They were so gracious in letting us put our kids in for like this really weird season, but it's been really wonderful to see them having friends and having real teachers, you know, not just online teachers. So um, that's been, uh, that's just been a really neat blessing, but in the midst of this, um, I don't do well not knowing the future. And with even with our kids where they're at right now, we don't really know what's going to be best for them down the road with schooling. And we're seeing challenges in our current setup for our children. Um, so there's a lot of questions about our future. And we did, we have tickets to go back in December, but we might need to change those yet again. Um, and so me who likes stability and likes to know the future, I'm I'm left with kind of everything rocking around me. And so I've been coming to Jesus and saying, what are you up to? You know, that, that question that you asked is really what I've been asking. And I've just, I've really loved how I've seen him respond to me in really personal and beautiful ways that he knows that I need. And I see him doing that with Eric differently and with our children differently, but he's been very present and real to me in this place. Um, I've started a study of John and that's always been one of my favorite books, but I feel like there's these layers that he's showing me that I haven't seen before. And one of the 
I think my favorite Im image of Jesus has always been the shepherd image. And, you know, in John 10, he says, I'm the good shepherd. Mm -hmm. And then a few chapters, I mean, a few verses after that, he says, I am the gate of the sheep. And I never understood that analogy or that metaphor that he gives. It was never personal. I just pictured like this big aluminum gate that doesn't let things in or out. Um, right. And then as I was researching it, I discovered that in those days, they would have these tall walls to keep the sheep in and one narrow opening. And at nighttime, the shepherd would lie down in that opening and sleep there. Wow. And so the shepherd was the gate and the shepherd would not let his beloved sheep go out and he wouldn't let the wolves or anything evil come in. Hmm. And suddenly that image became so personal to me in the last few weeks that I am in this home that's not my home. And I don't know when I'm going to get back to what I thought was my home, but my home is here hmm. with Jesus and he is my gatekeeper. He is my shepherd. He is keeping us in this place for as long as he needs us to be here. And he is not going to let any of us out until it's the right time. And he's not going to let anything evil in unless it goes right through him. And I think that image of Jesus just laying there in front of me, protecting me, like it, it makes me get teary eyed because it's so personal and it, it touches the need that I have to know that there really is somebody guarding and guiding and caring for me and each of my children in the places that they're at. Yeah. That's so incredibly beautiful. And so much of what you're saying, just visually, I'm just picturing, you know, the shepherd, as you're yeah. saying, he's laying between the gates. I mean, he's in the mud. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, I love that, that the shepherd is in the mud and the muck with the sheep. He's not above it. He's not too good for it. He's part of it. He's in it. You know, he's so there. And I love the word present. He's so present in your muck, you know, whatever that looks like. Um, each of us, you could probably think of some things going on in our lives that that visual is so powerful that he's in it with us in the not so cute, in the hard, in the sticky, you know, the stinky stuff um, yeah. of our lives. Yeah. This morning I was reading again in, in John 1 where um, John says that Jesus became fleshed and moved in or moved into the neighborhood or, um, you know, came to dwell, became a dwelling place, pitched his tent with us. There's all these different ways of saying that, but it's, it's kind of that same image that you were, that you were saying is he came to be muddy with us. He came to live with us. He came to be part of whatever that place is that we're at or the unknowns or the things that really hit our personalities hard. He came to be in there with us. And again, not to remove those fears from us or those things that are hard. He doesn't necessarily get rid of them, but he gets in there with us and his presence is not changing. So my home might may change and my future may change, but just that sense of Jesus, the rock tenting with us, protecting us as our gate um, 
it, it gets us through any of these things that we have to deal with. Oh man, Sue, I know that you are attending the Women's Weekend in November and I'm doing the Friday talk. So I've been in this place of just processing, praying, thinking through what the Lord would have. And I won't give it away, but I feel like it was written for you. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Oh my word. It's so cool what she's saying in so many ways. So oh, I'm eager to get your takeaway from Friday night of Women's Weekend, but that's just so confirming for me. A lot of the things you're saying are the messages he's speaking to my heart in the sense of the tent you know, just this idea that we're between two homes and we're, our home is temporary, you know, and it's, it's ugly and mecky and there's definitely beauty and there's, there's goodness and there's faithfulness of God and there's beauty in life, but there's also so much hard, but it's because it is temporary, right? This tent, it is not what was planned and it's not what is planned in the future. It's not what's before us. It's just what we're in now, but he is here too. Yeah. So I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. What a hard, what a hard, I read a book recently. What was it called the hard good or the good hard? I can't forget. I think it was the hard good. Either one. Huh? Either one. It's the same, but it's, it's making me think of that because it's the hard stuff, but it's good stuff. It might not feel good though. And I can really relate to being in limbo. I'm not a great limbo person. Um, whenever we've moved or whenever we've been waiting to get pregnant or these big decision seasons where I'm in that wait I much more prefer control and and predictability. Um, But he knows that similar aspect of you and he's just, you know, meeting you and reminding you, it sounds, that he's there. And I feel like um, as we're in these different seasons that God does give us images that are personal. You know, there's so many wonderful images in the Bible, but I really encourage each of us in what, whatever season we're in to ask Jesus, what image of you is going to help me right now that I can hold on to it? It might be a phrase or, or whatever, but I think God loves to do that. Like he, he doesn't just have one name. He has so many wonderful names, but those can meet us in the place where we really need to be met for that season. I love that encouragement because it is, it's so personal, right? Our relationship with him. It really is. And, and I think that's what he wants to see happen in these hard seasons is um, not that we sense him further away, but we become more enveloped by his personalness and find out more how he wants to meet us in this place that we're at. Absolutely. Well, I just really appreciate you. I'm so glad you said yes. (laughs) Thank you for asking me. Yeah. Wow. And I had no idea when I asked you. I mean, I had no idea. Yeah. I just think it's incredible timing, of of course, right? He is incredible. Yeah. And I'm just really certain this is going to resonate with a lot of people because life is ever-changing and we don't know what's around the corner. And we do go through seasons, right, of predictability or seasons of consistency. But then there are these seasons that are confusing and unknown and unsure, and maybe even scary, you know, it can, it can, the enemy can try to make us fearful and worried and to trust in the Lord and seek his presence instead of living in fear and anxiety and that unknown stuff. Uh, He, he knows, he knows what he's doing. 
He does know. And, you know, just he is that shepherd laying there in front of that opening. And if we can really trust him that he's not going to let in anything that that he doesn't want us to have and he's not going to let out, you know, any of our loved ones. But um, that image just really has helped me through this season of unknowing a lot. I love that. That will stay with me as well. That's super beautiful. Yeah. And I just picture him so peacefully sleeping there in yeah. the mud, yeah. you know, like he was in the boat during the storm, right? He's just this, he's at peace because he knows his father and he knows who's in control and yet he's guarding because he also knows what could come. So something really beautiful about picturing him there at night guarding. Yes, yeah. yeah. Oh, Sue, thank you so, so much. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm excited that we get to be here for the next few months and kind of soak in all the good things at FCC. It's been good for our kids. It's been good for Eric and I. It's just been a really, it's a special gift. And I think Jesus knew we need, we need that right now in this season. So, yeah. Wonderful. And I will see you at Kings, which I didn't even know. I know. I'll look for you. (laughs) That's really fun. That's really fun. And ladies listening um, again, Sue Takamoto, Nazumi Project. You can learn more about her project and her husband's project um, in the show notes and contact her. She's open to chatting. Maybe something she said resonated with you personally. Maybe it has nothing to do with what she's doing on mission, but something she said about Jesus or something she's learning in this waiting unknown season that just you would love to process and just hear more. Reach out. We're here for you. We are a community. Uh, We're called Encourage Her because we want to encourage you. And then we hope and pray that this would be an encouragement to others around you. So it's not just meant to stay with you. um, It's meant to go on. So if you feel led to share this with someone, maybe you thought of someone while listening, please share it with her. Um, Just encourage her today. Be a woman who intentionally chooses to encourage another. All right. Well, we will see you again next Monday. Sue, again, thank you for your time. Thank and you. have a fabulous day. And let me just pray us out. How about we just close in prayer? Sounds good. Okay. Dear Lord, again, thank you so much for Sue, um, her husband and her family, just that they've they've given their life for you, Lord, on mission. Um, and life with you, no matter, regardless of how uh, we're called to serve, Lord, is, is unknown. And she is in unknown season right now. I'm confusing maybe, um, but you are there, Lord. You are so good. I love how you're speaking to her so personally, Lord. Thank you for that. Thank you for the peace and joy that she's still experiencing, comforts, um, even just a temporary home to be in, Lord. Thank you for all of your provisions, even the time we had today. Thank you for providing and protecting it, Lord. Just we pray that it blesses another, um, a story just passed on, can, can stir a heart closer to you, Lord. And thank you for all you do that we that we don't see. In your name, amen. All right. Have a fabulous day. Thanks, everybody. Have a good day. All righty. Bye. Bye. Ladies, I am so honored that you chose to spend some time with me this morning. I hope and pray that the Word of God encouraged you and that you feel inspired to now get out into the world and be a woman who chooses to encourage. Remember, Encourage Her is a God-given, purpose-driven ministry. This podcast is for the taking. It's free for the sharing. Please share it with her. 
Also remember to subscribe, like, and follow us on Instagram at Encourage Her Wellness for your daily quick encouragements throughout the week. From now till then, stay encouraged and choose to encourage her. I'll see you next Monday. Love to you all.